0: Today I have a poem called Perhaps the World Ends Here by Joy Harjo. My friend Melinda sent this to me earlier this fall when I was asking people to let me know their favorite fall poems. And When I read it, I knew I wanted to save it for a late November episode, such as this one. You can hear Melinda's pretty voice reading some other poems in episodes 20 and 43, um, and I might have mentioned in one of those, episodes that, while she was my local friend, she several times gave me photocopies of poems that she liked or wanted to share with me. And the simple, no-cost, low-tech pleasure of receiving those little gifts is part of what inspired Take This Poem to begin with. Now she's across the country, so I'm thankful for the higher-tech tools that we have to keep sharing poetry with each other. So, As is my custom, I will read this poem, say a few words, and then read it again to conclude. Perhaps the World Ends Here by Joy Harjo The world begins at a kitchen table. No matter what, we must eat to live. The gifts of earth are brought and prepared, set on the table. So it has been since creation, and it will go on. We chase chickens or dogs away from it. Babies' teeth at the corners. They scrape their knees under it. It is here that children are given instructions on what it means to be human. We make men at it. We make women. At this table we gossip, recall enemies and the ghosts of lovers. Our dreams drink coffee with us as they put their arms round our children. They laugh with us at our poor falling-down selves and as we put ourselves back together, once again, at the table. This table has been a house in the rain, an umbrella in the sun. Wars have begun and ended at this table. It is a place to hide in the shadow of terror, a place to celebrate the terrible victory. We have given birth on this table and we have prepared our parents for burial here. At this table we sing with joy, with sorrow. We pray of suffering and remorse. We give thanks. Perhaps the world will end at the kitchen table while we are laughing and crying, eating of the last sweet bite. Joy Harjo is on her third term as Poet Laureate of the United States. She's the first Native American writer to be awarded that honor. And I'm realizing it's sad I haven't read more of her poetry. I've read a few poems and this one's my favorite that I've found so far. So when I finish here I'll probably go put a couple books of hers on hold at the library and I'll let you know what I find. Ah, the table. Remember the George Bill Jeer poem about a table in episode 24? It's incredible how a flat surface with four legs and a few benches and chairs can become the center of so much of what is important to us as humans to what ends up being the bread and butter of our lives, the everyday. Meals, games, conversations, work, loss, hard conversations, growing up. All of this is happening here in this poem at this circle or rectangle. So that celebration and dignifying of all that is what first attracted me to this poem. It's like last week's episode. I love a poem that honors something very small and in doing so illuminates that which is transcendent or universal or just plain big about them little things. So once I was attracted to this poem, I started looking back at the language to see how Joy Harjo used it to do this work, all this work of evoking this, all of these things that swirl around the table. And the first thing I noticed was A remarkable percentage of the poem is prepositional phrases. So we see this table in the center and then things are happening at it, on it, under, around the edges of this piece of furniture. Um, And when I noticed all of those prepositional phrases, I, in my mind, had stuck the um, phrase, no ideas but in things. I think William Carlos Williams said that about poetry, that there are no ideas but in things. If I'm wrong, if it wasn't him, I'll put a correction in the show notes. I get him mixed up with Wallace Stevens sometimes, so I'll check. And I don't know enough about the context of when he said that line of the poem to speak deeply to it, but it's a line that runs through my mind a lot. And I think it's where art gets its power in things that can represent or speak of ideas with such eloquence. So things ground ideas and give us something to grab onto as we idea our way through our days and through the world. So I might not agree that there are no ideas except in things, but I think things are one of the best ways we have to explore ideas. And this is an example of that. Paintings, poems, um, tables, some of the best ways we have to grapple with ideas. And I'm thankful for that mysterious interplay that happens between matter and ideas in art. And it's the prepositional phrases that made me think of that. This is an object, and all the other events and ideas are swirling around it. But it doesn't seem like it's just a table, does it? From the very first words, the world begins at a kitchen table. This poem has a mythic feel, like it isn't just about one table or even about dining tables in particular. It feels like it's about humankind. Um, As a Christian, I can't help thinking of the communion table or even the marriage supper of the lamb described in Revelations that will happen at the end of all time, and that gives it a universal feeling to me. Um, But the line, we've given birth on this table and have prepared our parents for burial here, made me think of a bed instead of a table. And then I thought of a mesa or a flat piece of land that might hold importance to a people who have gone through many generations there. And then of course I thought of the earth in general. Um, I hope we know each other well enough that, you know, I'm not saying the earth is flat, but these events of celebration, coming of age, battle, Thanksgiving that she's describing here all take place close to the ground, close enough to feel like we're on our own little flat space on earth. Um, I received a lot of feedback on George Bill poem, The Table, in episode 24. People were really moved by it. Um, so if you find yourself suddenly interested in table poems, you might enjoy that one. Or maybe you'll want to write your own. Go ahead and embrace prepositional phrases. That'll help make it easy. You can go big picture for humankind like Harjo does, or you could stay really small picture to capture the details of your own particular table. Maybe I'll give this a try too. I love our huge table that Ben built for our family. And in the surface of it, you can see the imprint of lots of writing and drawing that has taken place over the years that's captured in the finish, like little fossils or cave drawings. Okay. I'll read this again to close. I hope you enjoy and that whatever happens around your Thanksgiving table this week is sweet. Perhaps the World Ends Here by Joy Harjo. The world begins at a kitchen table. No matter what, we must eat to live. The gifts of earth are brought and prepared, set on the table. So it has been since creation, and it will go on. We chase chickens or dogs away from it, baby's teeth at the corners. They scrape their knees under it. It is here that children are given instructions on what it means to be human. We make men at it. We make women. At this table we gossip, recall enemies, and the ghosts of lovers. Our dreams drink coffee with us as they put their arms around our children. They laugh with us at our poor falling-down selves, and as we put ourselves back together once again at the table. This table has been a house in the rain, an umbrella in the sun. Wars have begun and ended at this table. It is a place to hide in the shadow of terror, a place to celebrate the terrible victory. We have given birth on this table and have prepared our parents for burial here. At this table we sing with joy, with sorrow. We pray of suffering and remorse. We give thanks. Perhaps the world will end at the kitchen table, while we are laughing and crying, eating of the last sweet bite. Part of my vision for this podcast was to have it be interactive. I pictured a virtual bonfire poetry reading, where friends, family, local poets, and you can come together to warm our hands on some poetry. If there's a poem that has done some action in your everyday life, surprised you, delighted you, or maybe just more quietly worked its way into your bones, you know I would love to hear about it. Email me at takethispoempodcast at gmail.com and let me know your story. Maybe you can join me in sharing it with others as well.